Artspeak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez-Boyd, and uh, this is 90.1 FM KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks for joining us today. We've got a great lineup of folks here in the studio. We have Mary Pat Henry, John Swapshire. We have Wolf Brack, Mary Salons, and Polly Alice McCann. And then on the phone, we have our, our friend Lisa Carico. So stick around. We'll be right back. to have you aboard today on Art Speak Radio. Maria Vasquez Boyd here. Thanks so much for joining us, listening to us online at kkfi.org, your smartphone, whatever you're listening to. We're happy you're aboard. Uh, you know what? Uh, I want to say it's 34 more days to Halloween. Yay! And we're happy that the weather's getting cooler and crisp. Uh, we've got a great lineup of folks today, but I want to first start off with Lisa Carico, who is uh, going to talk about the Heartland Book festival and it is the first ever and it's taking place in the heart of downtown Kansas City's library district and that's going district that's going to be at 14 West 10th Street Kansas City Missouri and we're going to talk about all the wonderful panel discussions and local national authors and so much more so welcome Lisa how are you today I'm doing wonderful thank you Maria thanks for having us uh, on the show and letting us Spotlight, the Heartland Book Festival. Yeah, I mean, because this is really exciting. This is like uh, the first ever, and, you know, panel discussions featuring national local authors, music and theater performances, creative pep talks, writing, tarot, collage. What's not to love about that? Plus, uh, some printmaking workshops, photography exhibitions, uh, food trucks featured presentations, and FaceTime with celebrated children's authors and illustrators. Wow, that is a lot. Yeah. yeah, our our goal is to join writers, readers, and book lovers, or people at least interested in books um, of all ages together to build, you know, communities, support literacy, and celebrate some new ideas uh, that may come out of the festival. I love it. You know, and, and as we talk, I would encourage our listeners to visit heartlandbookfest.org the website, so you can find out more information about it. Um, and I do want to say that Lisa Carico, did I pronounce that right? You Correct. did, thanks. Okay, very good. As a program director for the Missouri Humanities and responsible for coordinating and executing educational public programming throughout the state of Missouri, in addition to planning and implementing the organization's signature series, she oversees their veterans programs and the organization's role as the Missouri State Affiliate for the Library of Congress Center for the Book. Wow, that that's a that's <laughs> a that's a, a huge uh, title and, and a lot of work on your part. So we are grateful for that. How did this Heartland uh, Book Fest come to fruition? Yeah, um, I think we have to backtrack just a little bit. Sure. Um, in 2021, the Missouri Humanities became the Library of Congress's designated affiliate for the Missouri Center for the Book. Uh, and in this role, Missouri Humanities aims to celebrate and promote appreciation for the greater awareness of Missouri's rich literary heritage. Uh, and we 
do this in a couple ways um, each year with input from numerous literary and literacy-based organizations, authors, and educators from across the state of Missouri who serve on our Missouri Center for the Planning Book team. Uh, we are charged with selecting two books to represent the state at the National Book Festival in Washington, D.C. These titles are then added to the Library of Congress's Great Reads from Great Places book list. And this list features authors representing the literary heritage of all 50 states and U.S. territories. And then um, as this designated affiliate, on the more local level, uh, one of the best strategies we've found at Missouri Humanities for strengthening the exchange of ideas and promoting books, reading, libraries, and literacy is connecting communities with scholars and authors um, and doing exciting large-scale events like the new Heartland Book Festival. I love that. I love that. And what a great location. As I mentioned, it's uh, taking place at the Central Library October 6th and 7th. Uh, that is located at 14 West 10th uh, on in Kansas City, Missouri. And that's such a, a beautiful, uh, you know, venue for that. Um, and I believe it used to be um, Federal Reserve or, or a bank or something. Um, but, it, but it's just rich with history and just um, a very dramatic setting for this to take place. Uh, is there a lineup? Is there a sort of calendar or a, a schedule of events that people will find on the website? Yeah, um, and kind of to tag along on what you were just saying about this impressive space and yeah. how the festival um, came to be. Um, over the past few years, we've had conversations with the Kansas City Public Library. Um, they too have had this interest in creating a book festival on the west side. Um, so it's just this natural partnership between two organizations that really wanted to host uh, a book festival on the western side of the state. Um, and just in time for the library's 150th wow. anniversary. So wow. they have been sharing a lot of beautiful history about that building. Um, and so more to come on that. Um, but yes, we have uh, an incredible lineup. Um, it kicks off uh, on Friday, October 6th with our keynote presentation Germain, with Jermaine Fowler uh, at the Folly Theater. So, you know, at any point, if you want me to dive deeper, let me know. Sure. Uh, and then we have a whole day's worth of exciting activities uh, on Saturday, October 7th at the Central Library. So this beautiful historic library is going to come alive with lots of different activities for people of all ages. I love it. And yeah, I was going to say, for anybody that wants to find the schedule, they can visit heartlandbookfestival.org. And I'm just going to go ahead and backtrack what I was saying, uh, that there is no charge for this, and, and this is through the Missouri Humanities, which is a 501c nonprofit organization that promotes a thoughtful, informed, and civil society through educational public pro programming and grants to Missouri organizations. Um, you know, there's just this is wonderful timing because this city is thriving with a rich uh, community of literary events and authors and writers and, and all that. But this is also nationally and local authors that will take place, right? Yeah, yeah. We hope, you know, visitors will get the chance to maybe meet a long-admired author, whether that's yeah. local or national, um, and maybe discover a few new favorites along the way. I love it. Now, in this this uh, festival is for all audiences? 
It is. We've got um, family-friendly activities, um, author talks, discussions. Uh, we even have um, Starlight troop of actors coming in to um, do a fun, fast-paced theatrical journey with children. Um, there's writing workshops as well. Um, so really for both novice and experienced writers. Um, so yeah, there's there's even a session on um, tarot card reading. I love it. It's a one-stop shop, right? Uh, you know, I, I, I want to ask you if people are encouraged to sign up or reserve a spot. Is there a limited um, sorting uh, seating or a limited number of people you will uh, allow for this event? Yeah, so when you visit the schedule at uh, the heartlandbookfest.org website, um, we have everything outlined, um, and there is RSVP buttons that connect you to our Eventbrite. Um, we are asking folks just to help us gauge um, numbers, and you know these are going to be in specific spaces with limited capacity. So we are asking people to sign up in advance, and we'll honor those. RSVPs first uh, before we open it up to anybody that's walking in. So we encourage the RSVPs, but walk-ins are welcome as, you know, as welcome. This truly is a literary extravaganza. This festival provides an exceptional opportunity to showcase the vibrant literary scene of Kansas City and the incredible talent of our local authors. Uh, you know, I, I just... I'm, I'm excited that this is the first ever, and I'm sure it's going to be met with, with great success. Uh, but at this time, are you kind of gauging what's taking place an event for perhaps the second Heartland Book Fest? Or is that sort yes, of... Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, we're just wanting to get the first one out there, this inaugural one. But yes, there is hope that we will have a second, third, fourth, and so on with future Heartland Book Festivals. Great. And now, uh, yeah. we will ask at the end of each program for folks to fill out surveys, and, you know, we'll be able to use that information to help build out um, festivals to come. Very good. Are there social media platforms that you might want to share with us that, where you can find Heartland Book Festival or the Missouri Humanities? Yeah, um, so you can find the Heartland Book Festival at Heartland Book Fest, uh, just like the website. Um, and we have Instagram, Twitter, and um, Facebook. Um, and of course, we invite you to follow at Mo Humanities. Um, and we are, you know, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Terrific. Is there anything that we haven't mentioned that you want to uh, bring to our attention at this time? Yeah, I mean, we're, you know, Missouri Humanities, we're extremely excited and grateful to partner um, with the Kansas City Public Library at the Central Library uh, to host the celebration of Missouri literature and the transformative power of stories, humanities, and literary art. And we're just really hoping, um, you know, that the Kansas City community comes out, even if you're not for sure about it. Um, just have some curiosity, come out, see what it's all about. Um, and I think it's going to be a very thought-provoking, interactive festival. And uh, the theme of the festival is Find Your Story. 
Um, so we're, mm-hmm. we're hoping there's plenty of opportunities for festival goers of all ages to connect with our theme. Come out thirsty for art and words, I would say. But, uh, you know, <laughs> congratulations on this very first ever Heartland Book Festival. Again, October 6th and 7th, downtown Kansas City at the Central Library, 14 West 10th. And uh, the website is heartlandbookfest.org for more information about uh, what you will what, what will take place over the two days and uh, more information uh, for you to follow. So thank you so much, Lisa, for joining us today. And we're really, really excited and happy to share this with our listeners. Awesome. Thank you so much, Maria. You bet. And we're going to be right back with Art Speak Radio after this. Support for KKFI comes from the You Spin Anywhere Music Extravaganza Festival, taking place on Friday, September 29th from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Lemonade Park in the West Bottoms. Performances by Jazz, Sabaneros, MGM, Lucid Flows and Lou Rip, and more, with music also powered by you. For more information, go to Instagram.com forward slash You Spin Social Music app. When we talk about labor organizing these days, we rarely talk about farm workers who've been left in the dust in wages, working conditions, and rights. This week on the Heartland Labor Forum, we'll talk to farm worker justice and Missouri Legal Aid about conditions and remedies. Then, Erica Smiley, Executive Director of National Jobs with Justice, has a new book called The Future We Need. She'll be here to talk about what bargaining and organizing could look like for organized labor in coming years and how unions could change. Thursday at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday at 5 a.m. This is Maria Vasquez Boyd, and uh, you're listening to Art Speak Radio on 90.1 FM, KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. Up next, we're going to talk with Artistic Director of the Williams Henry Contemporary Dance Company and dancer, uh, Mary Pat Henry. And we are going to also uh, talk with John Swapshire, who's a, a performer, a dancer in, in the company, right? Yes, that's Very great. good. Thank you so much for joining us Thank today. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Now, as the artistic director of the Williams Henry Contemporary Dance Company, when did this organization, when did this group uh, begin? It w- began 32 years ago. Wow. So this company wow. has been um, in Kansas City presenting contemporary dance for 32 years. And you have a rich history of performance, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I was a performer, and then I came to teach at the university at the conservatory. And with another artist, we de- we decided to create this company. I love it. Now, Mary Pat Henry has performed with the San Francisco Ballet, the Ballet West, Radio City Music Hall Ballet, and the Jacobs Pillow International Dance Festival Inside Out series. She studied at the... Uh, Atlanta Ballet, American Ballet Theater, Joffrey Ballet, and Martha Graham School of Dance in New York. And you have been teaching, uh, or had taught at the Dance Theater of Harlem, right? Yes, yes. Wow, that's impressive. I love that. How did you become interested as as a dancer? Oh, well, I just, my mom decided to take me when I was five. And that was it. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And she didn't um, encourage me to have to do it. It's just something I always wanted to do, that once I did it, that's what I wanted to do. Well, and, and I should also mention, I mean, your your cred- uh, credentials are, like, fabulous. Uh, the New York, uh, New Jersey Ballet, uh, the Flood Ballet, uh, Laban Center for Dance in London, also in China. So many things you have been involved in to make you just 
uh, and just a wonderful, a seasoned dancer, yeah? Yes, yes. Everything you do um, wow. enriches what you do, and everything you learn from other artists or other directors or teachers, you bring back with you as a performer. So it does enrich you. And then currently, our, uh, well, actually, you're a former chair of dance at the University of Missouri, Kansas City Conservatory, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, the recipient of the National Endowment Choreographic Arts Work Award for 2019, as well as having been a recipient of Muriel McBrien Kaufman Award for Artistry, Scholarship, um, Excellence, and Teaching, the Robert C. Olson Award for Creativity in the U.S., and the Alberta Dance Festival Teaching Award in Canada. Wow. Wow. You stay busy. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and next to her is John Swapshire, um, dancer, and we're so happy that you've joined us. You know, uh, we were talking in the green room, sort of the, the information that, the, the questions that I would ask you. And the first thing I want to ask is, how did you become interested in dance? And, and what has is, what is that uh, been like for you? Oh, well, actually, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I attended performing arts schools from pre-K all the way through high school. My mother, she uh, also went to the same performing arts schools that I did, and she put both my brothers and I in um, wow. the performing arts programs as well. Uh, I also trained at a school called COCA, Center of Creative Arts, and there under the, the direction of Lee Knowlton, uh, she founded the program. Um, and then from there, I attended UMKC, the Conservatory of Music and Dance, under the direction of Paula Weber at the time. She was the chair, and there I met Williams Henry, uh, Mary Pat. <laughs> so that was um, my exposure there uh, through, mm -hmm. through the arts and kind of led me to where I'm at now. You know, I, I know this is maybe sort of an odd question, but how did you know that you this is what you wanted to do in your life? Both of you, uh, you know, pursued dancing performance. I mean, how, when did you come to that realization and, and what was it like for you? Uh, for me, as a kid, I tried every single art that I could possible. Um, and for me, dance kind of stuck out because it was the closest thing to flying that I could feel. I love I, that. I, I had this fascination with birds and actually the first performance uh, I can remember as a kid um, was we were working through Lion King and I came out and I was the bird man. <laughs> so, and it was, I don't know, it was something about that feeling and being on stage that really, mm -hmm. uh, you know, carried with me through the rest of my mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. um, dance for me has been something that have led me through many um, circumstances and lifted me out of the uh, my neighborhood. Uh, I grew up in North St. Louis, and so for me, uh, it was something that kind of like spearheaded me to you know pursue all of my dreams and my goals and believe in myself. I love that. I love that. That's great. You know, I I, I know that I, I've talked to a number of people in my eleven years on air, and. The arts have really saved people, uplifted them, made life-changing, uh, uh, life-changing, uh, you know, events for them, and uh, it's just amazing the power of art, right? Yes, it is. I mean, it really does transform lives and enrich yeah. lives. But for the performer, it also allows them to to really blossom as a person, mm -hmm. to really find. Mm -hmm what makes them truly happy, what really gives them a passion to go forward. And especially with dance as other 
um, art forms. It also teaches you discipline mm -hmm. and a sense of achieving a goal and not for immediacy, but to be able to sustain a long goal and to be able to really work to achieve something, which I think is important on any other aspect of life. So some yeah, dancers yeah. then go on, even if they don't dance, they become doctors and lawyers and you know teachers. So it, it really prepares you for life. It, you know, it really does. Uh, there's that commitment, that there's passion that, that drives it all. And I think also along with that, there's something holistic that happens to, to a lot of dancers that this is your vehicle and you've got to make sure you're running on all four cylinders mm -hmm. or six or eight, whatever. Uh, my daughter danced with the Mexican folkloric group here oh. and she danced from the age of four till 34. And so I, I saw through her that dedication, the commitment, you know, this uh, willingness to excel. And I see that with, with dancers too. Is there, is there something that, that inspires you in your movement? I mean, I know things are choreographed, but is there certain things in the world that, that sort of inform what you want to do and, and how you want to move? Well, I feel uh, life experience. Mm. Uh, typically drives the artists. Um, for myself yeah. personally, most of the works that I have performed in, I tend to relate my personal experiences that I have gone through through life, and I carry that to the stage with me. So for me, it's a little deeper than just steps and yeah. uh, you know choreography or the intention. It, it's more so driven from a place that um, created who I am, created the person that I am today, and so. It's more so about connecting to the essence of who you really are and, and carrying that out and sharing that with the people that you have the opportunity to share that with. I love that. Yeah, and also um, something people don't think about when dancers are on the stage together, it's not just doing the steps. You have to truly connect to the person next to you so that you really are working together, mm, which mm -hmm. is something dancers really have to learn, but it really teaches you to depend on someone, to value someone, to trust someone, and also to give energy back to someone. Oh, that's beautiful. If you just tuned in, I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd. I'm talking with Mary Pat Henry and John Swapshire on Artspeak Radio and 90.1 FM. And, uh, you know, we're talking about dance and the power of performance and, and art and how it can transform not only you as a dancer and, and an artist, but also the audience, I believe, when, when you're witnessing a beautiful movement on stage or or, or listening to music or whatever it is. Um, with the Williams Henry Contemporary Dance Company, is there some performances that are coming up that we want to uh, share with our listeners? Yes, it's coming up this weekend, wow. Friday and Saturday at the Performing Arts Center on the campus of UMKC. And it starts at 7.30 and it is a very eclectic group it's three women and four men choreographers, which is unique. Usually you don't see women choreographers as often. Yeah. And it goes the whole spectrum of dance from something that's much more lyric to something that's much more um, athletic and some mm. things that are very edgy. Um, so it really kind of enriches your soul just to watch beautiful dancers move through space and really enjoy the, the training and the athleticism of these dancers. Yeah, is that at the Spencer Theater or? Oh, it's at, at White. It's right next oh, okay, to Spencer. Okay. So yes, so thank you. It's the one on the left. Okay, and uh, for more information about uh, those performances, Williams, 
hyphenhenry.org. That's the right. website. Yes, you go there and it'll tell you all the information yeah. that you need to know. Very good. You know, we can't give out ticket prices, but you can find out more information about, uh, you know, seating, uh, location, the times, and that sort of thing. So it's this weekend. Yes. Saturday and Sunday? Friday. No, Friday, Friday and Saturday at 7.30. Okay. Yeah. So uh, this is just going to be a terrific performance. Yes. Uh, and, and I love that it's here in our community, and it's a beautiful, you know, campus mm. at UMKC with, I think, a really intimate setting the stage yes you know i love being down there and uh you really connect to the dancers they're very yeah. close to you yeah yeah i yeah and i love that you talked about the athleticism because uh there's so again so much training and discipline that goes into mm. into your practice right yeah absolutely i actually just had a friend the other day joking uh saying that if I were to um, injure myself, he would just go in. I said, well, that would take about 16 years of, you know, just learning how to point your foot, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> so wow, there is this, that. you know, a concept of dance because we do make it look graceful, but mm -hmm. we, we put a lot of work and effort into mm -hmm. it, a lot of sweat, blood, and literal yeah. tears. Yeah. And there's a lot of conditioning that dancers do in addition to maybe training three hours a mm -hmm. day or rehearsing three to four hours a day. The training that goes up, the conditioning that they do beyond that, whether it's Pilates or yoga yeah. or weights or so they do all of that to keep their body in condition. Right or wrong, I, I think my comparison is to like greyhounds because they're sleek, they're muscular, they're they're driven to, to perform and, you know, they're a thing of beauty you know oh I love that I'm going to take that that's <laughs> wonderful yeah yeah is there anything that we want to share um, social media platforms mm -hmm. and that sort of thing for for either or both of you um, yes uh, it is Williams uh, hyphen mm -hmm. uh, Henry dance both at Facebook and Instagram and you can contact us so then we send out things there as well besides the website very good. And, and John? Um, and you can find me on Instagram at Spirit of John, also on TikTok at Spirit of John. Yeah. Uh, and Facebook is John Swapshire. There's nothing like performance. Um, I, I just can't say enough about, you know, uh, how, how art affects our lives, but there's just some beauty and movement and um, and it's wonderful to, to be a part of, of the audience. Uh, one final thing that I, I want to ask you, what advice would you give for anyone who's at any age, I suppose, interested in performing or dance and that sort of thing? Anything that, that resonates with you? In well, I, that? I always say if you haven't done it, then do yeah. it. Um, even if you're starting later, the, yeah. the kind of joy that it brings you, that you're able to move and, and really sort of free your spirit. It doesn't matter when it is. And some dancers come very late and go on to be professionals. Some never become a professional, but it enriches their lives and carries them forward with, with yeah. an inspiration and happiness. So I always say you're never too late to do it. Yeah. We don't all have to be baseball players. We no. can just enjoy the game. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And yeah, John? I, I often say that authenticity is the way to any art form, mostly because you never know who you will be able to relate to. And I think that's an important part of being an artist is that it's not so much about getting the 
numbers and and having like a lot of followers or things of that yeah. nature but i think it's important to you know continue to be your authentic self and share that with people because it allows people to relate and uh, heal through your artwork in many ways i i believe so very good. I want to thank you, Mary Pat Henry and John Swapshire, for joining us today on Artspeak Radio. Come back anytime. Thank you, Mary, for joining yeah, us. Very we good. appreciate that. You bet. Hey, and we're going to be right back with Artspeak Radio after this. Hi, I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two, two takes in a movie currently playing in theaters or streaming. Hypnotic is a sci-fi thriller that's now available to screen on a number of platforms, including Peacock, Vudu, Apple TV, and Amazon Prime. Ben Affleck stars in this flaky sci-fi thriller from Robert Rodriguez about a police detective who discovers that government mind control experiments may have something to do with his missing daughter. Much angst in Affleck's character, the title of the film could just as easily have been called Domino, but I don't want to give it away. It's all about trying to figure out who can be trusted and hypnosis or mind control permeates every aspect of this plot. The difficulty is that none of the characters are interesting or engaging enough. Too many loose ends don't make sense and who cares enough to figure it out? Not me. Susan, I think that Robert Rodriguez has been watching way too many Christopher Nolan movies. Rodriguez isn't quite able to tie all of the loose ends of such a knotty plot together the way that Christopher Nolan can. If you, an audience member, suddenly wants to get up and walk out of the movie, it doesn't mean you were hypnotized, or does it? Well, some of the sets are interesting. Well, you know there's something missing when you're singing the praises of the sets. It has some good scenes that are mysterious, but again, it's not enough to warrant this film. I don't know how they got to make it. It's because Rodriguez runs his own show down there in Austin so he can make whatever he wants. It's too bad that the gimmicky plot of Hypnotic outwits itself with twists that make your eyes roll. I'm Russ Simmons. And I'm Susan Sanders. And this is Take Two. Hey, this is Maria Vasquez-Boyd, and uh, you're listening to Art Speak Radio on 90.1 FM. KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hello, Bruce, Rose, Tony, Teresa, hmm, who else? Uh, yes, we're happy to have you aboard. You know, up next, we have our, our wonderful friend, Wolf Brack. We're going to talk about his exhibition currently at Habitat at 2012 Baltimore Avenue, and then a whole slew of wonderful things happening. Hello, my friend. Hey, Maria, how you doing? Oops. Let's oh. try that again. <laughs> Sorry about that. How about now? Yeah, right. yeah, you're good. I got the wrong <laughs> mic on. But, you know, thanks for joining us today. Um, I want to say congratulations to you for an exhibition featuring your work at Habitat. Hey, thank you. Yeah, um, let's, let's talk about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it opened um, earlier in September, so first Friday mm -hmm. of September. is up through October 13th. It's called Unreasonable. Um, and it's for a lot of different reasons. So when you walk in, um, just the amount of lines and the size of the work and some of the characters you meet when you walk in um, all felt unreasonable to me for different reasons. Uh -huh. And so that's that's why you know the show has that name. Um, there's every time you look at the work, you'll see something different. There are things hidden in, in pieces for you to find. Um, and 
yeah, the whole thing is just, it, it's a lot of fun, but it yeah. doesn't make much sense. But that's okay. It is. Because, because then it opens it up for the viewer to kind of bring their own, uh, you know, uh, vision or their own thoughts or, or ideas about the work, yeah? Yeah, correct. Um, everybody sees something different. Yeah. Um, some people will look at a piece and see it from, a, from you know, it's like, oh, is this, is this a, a top-down uh, perspective? And some uh, are like, oh, uh-huh. it's from the side. Everybody sees something different, and that's what I want. That's how I want people to engage with it. How how big is is the work? Because I've known your work uh, to be very very small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's some pieces that are small, maybe uh. about four or five millimeters. Um, mm. I'll say like imagine a lintel. Um, yeah. And yeah. there are pieces that are that size. Um, there are pieces that are three feet or four feet long. Wow. Um, but they're made up of tiny little things or little drawings or little lines or whatever. I love that. And I want to say that this solo show is up uh, currently now through October 13th at Habitat Contemporary Gallery, again, 2012 Baltimore Avenue. And that's within the Lady Volkus Arts Center. Um, you know, I, I, your work is really thought-provoking. Thank you. You know, I, I've seen it in, in the past, and I, I apologize, I have not seen Unreasonable, but I will. And um, it's just, it makes me it makes me walk away just sort of questioning what have I seen and, and what do I bring to mm-hmm. to what I've witnessed. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's, again, that's what it's, it's for. It's playful. Yeah. It's meant for you to, yeah. like, the, there are little pieces called quirks um, that are tiny little sculptures, little faces, and each one has a problem or an <laughs> issue or something uh-huh. that's, you know, relatable. And so when you walk in and you have to get up close and you have yeah. to look, you know, you gotta look. You have to look through some lenses to actually be able to see them. Um, but then you read what they're going through or what they're thinking. And usually, I hear from from people like, "Oh, that's me," or "I do that," or "I I know somebody who does this." Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's and that, that's kind of how I connect with people from a distance. I know? love that. I also want to mention that uh, Wolf's work was selected for the Bar Art Journey, a Berlin-based residency and globe traveling exhibition of contemporary art by artists of color from around the world. Now, it made its U.S. debut here in Kansas City this summer and showed uh, at Charlotte Street, Habitat, Habitat Contemporary Gallery, and the Interurban Art House. And Interurban Art House is located at 8001 Newton Street, Overland Park, Kansas. And there's a lot going on with that with, that we can talk about, right? Yeah, oh, so, so much. <laughs> page three, page four. Yeah, yeah, so much going on. Um, Interurban Art House org is their website, so you can follow along as as Wolf uh, goes through sort of what's what's happening. Yeah. So, um, actually, if I could backtrack for just a second, or no. the solo, like real quick, <laughs> like real real quick. Uh, of course, <laughs> we're friends. Uh, thanks for letting me get away with this. Um, <laughs> so uh, there'll be an artist talk for oh, my good, show at, at Habitat, and then also uh, two other shows. Okay. Um, Austin Gutierrez and um, Sumire Sky. Taniai, or while well, we're all showing at Habitat uh-huh. at the same time, okay. and so we'll each be giving an artist talk um, the evening of um, October seventh. That's a Saturday. You know, and I always look forward to those because you know it's one thing to see the work and sort of witness you know what, what's happening on on canvas or or paper or whatever, but it's another thing to hear the artists speak about their work that really informs me so much more than than um, what what my eyes. 
you know, witness. So yeah, yeah. and they're you know, that. and they're each storytellers, you know, yes. in what they're doing. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting to hear what's behind it. Yeah, yeah. Um, on to interurban. <laughs> so <laughs> we we always have like a full calendar. Um, yeah. Every Tuesday, uh, 10.30 to 12.30, um, we have painting and pastel class. Um, so people can sign up for six weeks or they can just drop in. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good. And the instructor, Jill Ticknor, she'll, she'll meet you where you are and just tell you how to draw or paint what it is you want to draw or paint. Um, tonight, uh, this evening, we also do a lot of, um, mm-hmm. of like business courses for artists um, and just like to help out with financial health. So tonight uh, we have a, and it's via Zoom, um, estate planning for creatives, uh, and that's with the Kansas City Volunteer Lawyers and Associates. Um, again, it's free. Well, and, and you know what, uh, for more information about that, you, know, mm-hmm. you would need to visit the website and probably uh, find the Zoom link there. Mm-hmm. Yep, you'll find it on our website. You yeah. go to our homepage, interurbanarthouse.org, okay. and you'll see a big old, a big old link for, for okay. all the information. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Um, this weekend, the 30th, um, we have um, our friend Jason Piggy is a phenomenal local photographer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he offers um, really affordable artist headshots um, once a month. So that's this Saturday at Interurban Art House, uh, noon to four. You know, that's really a, a great service because, mm-hmm. you know, taking headshots, you, you do need those. And, and whether it's your business mm-hmm. or artists or, or whatever, it, it yeah, that's valuable. Yeah, it yeah. really helps. It it, yeah. it it can be the first step, um, you yeah. know, to getting where you want to be. Absolutely. As you grow as an artist. Uh, where do they evolve? Oh yeah. Friday, Friday. October twentieth. Well, uh, I this is this is part where I, I skip something. Oh, so man. <laughs> I know. <It's> complicated. <laughs> um, so I started a program through the Interurban Art House called Curators Connect. Um, And it's um, it's a program that um, allows artists and creatives to go to an art space um, and speak with the curator or the gallery owner or, you know, the museum curator. And it's like a it's it's, you know, real casual. You can be as candid as you want. Um, I know there's an intimidation factor that a lot of artists feel, including myself, uh, when going into spaces and, and, you know, trying to, to to strike up a relationship and maybe get a show. Um, so you can ask the questions that you have and then the curators will tell you things that they wish you knew or that you didn't even know you mm-hmm, didn't know, mm-hmm, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing, a little tips and tricks and, and yeah. the way that their spaces operate. So the next one is going to be, um, October 11th, 6 PM at the Nerman museum of art, uh, Johnson County community college. Um, and it's going to be hosted by Joanne Northrup. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. good, good, good. Mm-hmm. So this is a good one for yeah. artists of every, yeah. you know, every level and, uh, curators as well. Um, and then October 20th, uh, at the interurban art house is our arts on fire gala event. Um, and it's just a, you know, it's a, it's free open to the public, but it is our fundraiser. Um, and there's just lots of, affordable pieces of art. We've got, I think, about 400, almost 500 pieces now. Mm, mm, um, mm, so mm. we'll have fire performers, jugglers, um, aerialists, taiko drummers. Um, all of the work will be either 12 by 12 or 6 by 6 inches in measurement. Yeah. So all the food's going to be square, or at least a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. it's just going to be a lot of fun. There are a lot of surprises, things that I won't say 
talk about yet. Okay, you can tell <laughs> me after the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll text you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and you got a couple of other things. Uh, sculpting the human bust class with sculptor Glenn Levesi. Yep, um, that's going to be November 4th and 11th, <sighs> 1 to 4 p.m. Uh, Glenn is, is a phenomenal sculptor, um, specializes in the human body. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's a real hands-on, like really easy to learn from instructor. Yeah. So every once yeah. in a while he'll give us, he'll, he'll do some classes. Um, and then November 17th is the second reception for our 12 by 12. So the, our 12 by 12 show is usually like uh, to celebrate our members' work. So mm, it's work mm -hmm. from all of our, our members. They can show whatever they want, however many they want. It's just a big, crazy free-for-all. And art is just yeah. like plastered the walls with yeah. art. You know, I'm just amazed all of, of the information that you shared with us with interurban art house that you managed to get a solo show <laughs> together tell me at, about it. yeah at the habitat contemporary gallery mm -hmm. yeah um that's it, a good juggle it, it was a lot of juggling yeah. and a lot of just it's like having two jobs but yeah. it's like i love them both so i can't yeah. it's like i get up in the morning and yeah. i i can't walk past my studio without jumping in and touching the piece yeah. at least a little bit Wow. And then forget time, and I'm late to everything. I love it. You know, Wolf, if you want to share any social media platforms that you can be found mm -hmm. on in Interurban and and all, uh, we all would that. Be, yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, my website is just wolfbrack.com. W O L F E B is in boy R A C K. Um, my Instagram and Facebook are the same because life's complicated enough just yeah. wolf brack yeah um you can google me there's not a lot of people with my name i'll pop up um and you can also find more uh from my solo show at uh habitat contemporaries yeah. uh, website just habitatcontemporary.com well you know going to your website uh, you can find so much more about wolf and all his incredible work uh have any work from this show on your website mm -hmm. unreasonable okay yep um and most of it is up uh on habitats uh, okay. website yeah, yeah, as well yeah. so you can go through and see Very different good. pieces um from the exhibition thank you so much for joining us today we love hearing from you we love having you in studio and wolf brack um you're welcome back anytime. Just, you know, give me plenty of notice. But uh, <laughs> we, we love having you back because you. you fill our eyes and our hearts with such goodness. Ah, so thank you for that, Maria. I love being you here. You bet. You bet. Hey, we're going to be right back with Art Speak Radio after this. Voices of Kansas City is a community conversation produced by the Kansas City Star. Fridays at noon, tune in to 90.1 FM to hear Kansas City Black business owners share their stories of struggle, commitment, success, and joy. A new Kansas City Star project created in collaboration with Kansas City Gift, a nonprofit that supports growing Black-owned businesses, and KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. Join us at noon on Fridays this fall for Voices of Kansas City. Beginning Friday, September 22nd right here on KKFI. KKFI celebrates National Hispanic Heritage Month. Each year in the United States, between the 15th of September and October, we celebrate the achievements, traditions, and cultural diversity of our communities whose origins are in Latin America, including parts of the United States that were formerly part of Mexico. Happy National Hispanic Heritage Month. 
And we're back. This is Art Speak Radio. I'm Maria Vasquez Boyd on 90.1 FM KKFI Kansas City Community Radio. Thanks for joining us every week from noon to one. Up next, we have Mary Mary Salons and Polly Alice McCann. We're going to talk about the Kansas City Poetry Poetry Jam, which is a one-day micro-festival for all those on the poetic spectrum. Readers, writers, teachers, students, performers, editors, and publishers of poetry. If you love poetry, poetry, join us for the first annual event. Yay! I love it. Woohoo! I remember when it was just a little a wee idea. <laughs> yeah. But I, I love that it's happening. And, and tell us when it's happening and where. It's going to be this Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Inglewood Arts. Yeah, uh, that is at 10901 East Winter Road, right? In yes. Independence, Missouri. Yeah, it's that great um, art center right there in the Inglewood uh, Shopping District. Yeah, it's gonna. It's filled with wonderful activities, uh, courses, writers, all of that, right? That's right. We're going to have six different teaching artists come. Um, so you might know some of them. Um, We've got um, the Kansas Poet Laureate, Tracy Brimhall, uh, Justin Hamm, uh, and Nettie Zan, um, Lisa Allen, Jamie Lynn Heller, Wigo Porter, and Tyrone Gathers Jr. I love it. You know, and, and you can find more information at the Eventbrite website. It's on Eventbrite okay. and on our website. FlyingCatchUpPress.com. Yeah, because you want to really want to take a look at this because there's these wonderful uh, workshops from six teaching artists. Uh, there's Memory Feast and Between Food, Memory and Language, uh, Press Play. I mean, there's so many wonderful workshops and breakouts that that are going to take place, and that is uh, Saturday, September 30th. That's the 30th, right? That's right, yes. And that's from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And Mary, how exciting for this, the first ever, right? I know. I'm so thrilled. In fact, I'm so thrilled that I got a, brought a little game that we're going to be doing on Saturday to play with your audience members. And if people want to play along, they can go to my Facebook play, page and play, too. So Mary so wants on Facebook. So throughout some metaphor dice for people to create their own poetry to sort of get us jamming for Saturday's jam session which will go on, we'll be jamming all day. I can't help but use the word over and over again in as many ways as possible. <laughs> I love that. As we get ready. Um, uh, there's also going to be a panel yeah. of uh, folks who will be talking about technology and how to sort of further their yeah. work and put it out in the world via their different experiences with technology. And I understand that uh, not only will you be networking with other poets during this this time, uh, you're asked to bring your own sack lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a book sale and author signing, panel discussion again, as you mentioned, of authors and editors on poetry, publishing, and new technologies. And uh, then this event will be followed by five individually sponsored open mics and readings, right? That's right. We have three set up right now. Good. Oh, okay. Good. Our, good, our good, goal good. was to kind of make a poetry, sure. which is a metaphor. And the poetry effect uh, is we started out just a um, small publishing idea, launching some poetry books every year. And now after four and a half years, we've, we've published 40 books. And wow. we thought it would be great to get poets together to kind of catch up after COVID and reconnect and um, yeah. find each other again and tell, our, tell each other our stories um, and just reconnect in, throughout the region. 
I love it. And if you're interested in bringing your books to sell at the Kansas City Poetry Jam, uh, there's an attendant near the book tables to collect money and direct digital payments directly to you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you may bring up to three titles, and, uh, yeah, there's there's not going to be a charge on the, on the booth fee. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's just really wonderful. If you just tuned in, this is Art Speak Radio, Maria Vasquez Boy, talking to Mary Salant and Polly Alice McCann about the first-ever Kansas City Poetry Jam. How exciting. We need this. So the open mics that are happening, Uh um, it's kind of a cool thing. A couple of poets decided to combine efforts. And so one of the open mics is going to be Saturday night at the Bunker. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, anybody is welcome to come after being after jamming all day (laughs) to come jam a little bit more at the after party is Mm -hmm. how we're looking at it. And then um, Tyrone Gathers and I are sort of uh, scheming on what the next uh, place is, or I'm, you know, just offering yeah. support on that scheming. one. Scheming, I like scheming. Scheming, I do too. Yeah. You know, I want to say uh, I can't give out the ticket price, but I'll say that uh, each ticket, the proceeds go to the featured poetry jam readers, teachers, panelists, mm-hmm. and MCs. And uh, you can contact Polly Alice McCann, the managing direct uh, editor of Flying Ketchup Press, or Mary Salance, who's the poetry editor. How do they find you through uh, Flying Ketchup? Press? Yeah, you can contact yeah. flyingketchuppress.com. Very good. You know, um, I don't want this to get away. Mary brought a little <coughs> game, and mm-hmm. I'm going to throw in our good friend Wolf, who may want to participate. What is the game? What, what you got there, Mary? Oh. Well, Oh, it's called Metaphor Dice. So I threw out some stuff on the table. It's got words on it, and then I... Uh, dropped it in my Facebook so folks if they want to create a poem out of the words that came up um, so it's just open to your imagination you want me to read these words yeah. out loud okay um, oh before I do that I wanted to mention that Helianthus is a pop-up uh, bookstore that's going to be at Poetry Jam on set oh Helianthus uh, pop-up bookstore is going to come to uh, okay. the event on Saturday Good. so it's just a they curate uh books according to an event so they're just going to bring um, a whole bunch of poetry books to keep you jamming I'm going to use it as often as I can I know I'm (laughs) yeah I won't use it after this weekend though Um, so if you want to play along and create your own poem to sort of get you I don't want to say jammed up. No, that's not going to work. That's oh, not Lord. a good. No, I'll stop there. You already there. said it, though. I already did. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's too late. Oh, okay. Mary. I know. I know. Yeah, this you can't take me anywhere. Okay, so the words you can use to play and create your own poem with. These are the words you're going to jam on. Yeah. Love, midnight, gentle, silent, your body, backhanded, the mind. What is that word? Curse, kiss. Wasteland, beauty, brand new toy. So that's your word bank, and you, um, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to create a poem with these beautiful words. The word is solace. Mm-hmm. No, I, just, <laughs> I I have no idea. No, but um, I did hand a pen and paper to Wolf, but he's coming up with this beautiful right piece he's that right. Mary will sing. Well, Mary will put notes to, to the lyrics of this collaborative. I'm inspired by the dancers. I might just do an interpretive dance of it. I got my tap shoes right Let's here. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's you and me. Let's do it. It's on the air. No one can see us. <laughs> you don't know if we're tapping or not. <laughs> Until they hear. Yeah. yeah, so I, I think this is a great game. And, you know, 
I'm not saying that uh, this is this is for everyone. I mean, everyone that that kind of needs a little bit of mm, inspiration or some sort of prompt because sometimes writers get that where it's like, ugh, I, I can't think of things. Look at him go. He He's gone. on his page four and five. That's why we wanted to create this poetry jam yeah. for everybody on the poetic spectrum yeah. and to have a lot of props and games and opportunities so that we're meeting everybody where they are. So if you are just wanting to dip your toes in the yeah. poetry jam, couldn't resist, um, on Saturday, <laughs> then we'll have all sorts of things to support your adventure into creativity. And then also if yeah. you're, you know, far along your journey with poetry, um, this this all this always nourishes you in a different yeah. way. Yeah. It's almost like that magnetic poetry that people mm -hmm. had for for a number of years on their refrigerator. Yeah. I mean lots of fun. Oh, read I it. Hope read you it. Can read that. Yeah. I I'm so excited that you played this game. Yay. I might be. Okay. Okay, so wait, <laughs> tell us what the words were again. Oh, okay. The words are um, love, love, midnight, midnight gentle, gentle, backhanded, your <laughs> body, silent, the mind, curse, kiss, wasteland, beauty, brand new toy. Hmm. Mm, okay. Wait, what are some things we can't say on the air? <laughs> All okay. of those words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, gather midnight, love. Oh, I already messed it up. <laughs> Gentle midnight, love, your body a new toy, the mind a beautiful cursed wasteland, a backhanded kiss. All right, okay. That's I good. like it, yeah. Well, it's not copyrighted, so I could yeah. actually just kind of steal that poem. I mean, go ahead. If you want to make an inspirational poster out of it or you know, a bumper but, sticker. But, you know, that, that's funny that you mentioned that because, you know, sometimes that happens with with visual and words mm -hmm. you know that collaboration one begets the other and uh you know there's just something wonderful that happens with that not only just giving these words these jumbled up words together and you kind of find a pattern or or yeah. a theme or something out of that and i mean when when you read that yeah. read it again read you? it again yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, like, well, three, yeah. I, because there, again there's some images that kind of come to mind when when it's red. Okay, um, this is my first time doing this, so here we go. Um, gentle midnight love, your body a new toy, the mind a beautiful cursed wasteland, a backhanded kiss. I forgot the word silence. I like it. I like it. Strong, I like it. Strong stuff. You know, this could be fun to do at Interurban. I'm just it could saying. Be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we do want to mention that this first ever uh, poetry jam will be taking place again this Saturday, the Kansas City Poetry Jam at 10901 East Winter Road, Independence, Missouri at the Inglewood Arts Center, September 30th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. People should sign up beforehand or, or can they just come at the door and, and pay up then? Or It's helpful if they get their tickets ahead of time. Okay, okay. You can get tickets at the door, but the seating's limited. Yeah. There's, about a, there's about 100 seats yeah. in the theater there. Yeah, I love that. Um, you know, I, I love the, the inspiration behind this because both of you as writers and, and editors and publishers and all, I mean, this this was supposed to happen this way because, uh, you know, with with COVID sort of behind us in, in some ways, uh, we needed this in our community as, as writers and creative people, right? Hmm. Yes. Well, we wanted something specifically focused on poetry because sometimes yeah. poetry is seen as sort of the stepchild 
in the literary world is yeah. this thing that's other. Yeah. And so we wanted just to focus fully on it. I love it. Uh, again, social media platforms, uh, Instagram. For us individually or for all, all of all the above? <laughs> I'm on Instagram as okay. Polly Alice Artist. Okay. And um, we have a Flying Ketchup Press Instagram too. Okay. And I'm just me, Mary Silwans, um on Facebook and Instagram, and I have a website, MarySilwants.com. Very good. Mm -hmm. You know, congratulations on your first ever uh, poetry. Yeah, it's a Kansas City Poetry Jam. Thank uh, you. And we look forward to many more. Yeah, very thank good. You. Thank you. You bet. Hey, that rounds us out for this edition of Art Speak Radio. I want to say thanks to Lisa Carrico, Wolf Brack, Mary Salons, Pat, uh, Polly Alice McCann, also John Swapshire, and Mary Pat Henry. Thanks so much for joining us today, listeners. Uh, next week, we're in. October, October 4th, we'll have Mitch Weber, Karen Williams with Pete Rule, and Carlos Jamon. So, yeah, stick around for that next week. Stick around next for Jeff Harshberger, 1 to 3 Jazz Afternoon, 3 to 6 Dubs Groove, and, uh, yeah, Ebony bone, Ebony's Bones, 6 to 7. Don't go anywhere. Stick around on 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. And I want to say thank you so much for listening. And, honey, I'm coming home. Thank you.